0: Welcome to the Yellow Pill Podcast. My name is Wade. And my name is Toby. Each week, we take on familiar dilemmas and wicked problems that we all face.
1: On the Yellow Pill, you can expect intimate conversations and provocative questions that can change the way you experience the world.
0: So, shall we begin? (laughs) Wow, what a ride. Um, Yes, I'm buzzing that we're back. It's been a long road to come back. It's been a difficult road to come back. Um, but we made it and we brought it to fruition. So, for those who've been with us from time, day one, day two, day seven, welcome back. Thanks for joining us and rejoining our train forward. For those who are new here for the first time, big welcome to you too as well. We hope you stick around for the ride and we hope that you join our Yellow Pill family. Family. Now, in our first episode of season eight, we spoke about the gender spotlight, as you might see on the title. Now history is moving forward at a decent pace as you might be able to tell. And the world is progressing and advancing pretty quickly whether this is by tech, whether by culture, whether by politics, lots of angles. Now some of us find ourselves on the right side of this, some of us find ourselves on the wrong side of this. Again, whichever side you are on, fair game, I'm not here to point out who should be on what side. But here's a key point has as, as, as the history gives way to the future, right, the shift seems to be hinging on one particular issue, one key issue, that's gender. And this is quite obvious because it permeates through all kinds of spheres in terms of business, sports, social media, um, healthcare, a lot, a lot, a lot, lot of spheres, spheres, rather. Now, one may ask, and perhaps rightfully so, you may ask the question and say, Why is it such a big deal in our culture? You know, and my answer to that is that question is worth pondering. It's worth thinking about. And asking this kind of question actually can give us a glimpse, a view, a short view into the heart of a culture. And to me, that tells me that we need to give you some serious attention. Now, by me saying that now, um, here's the key part. Here's the twist. Toby and I did not sit down to answer this question. Of why is there a spotlight? No. What we aim to do was simple. We want to provide a number of key features for the average Joe's like us. Average Joe's in quotes, the everyday people in quote, and the ordinary people in quotes. People like us, just everyday folks like me and you listening. We want to provide some key features for us to consider every time we found ourselves navigating this gender spotlight. Now this can be a discussion at work, this can be on Twitter feed, this can be on a date and even a stranger on the bus regardless and the key thing is we are humble enough to know that we don't have the answers to the question of why is there a spotlight. We have some guesses maybe but we have no definite answers. What we provide in the episode is more of a pill for everyone to take to swallow and just embrace while the world unfolds in front of our eyes. And in doing that, we hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed preparing it for you. And in saying that, here's where we begin. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this beautiful piece of artwork we call a podcast. Jeez. No? Okay. No? 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 Let's start I, again. <laughs> I, no,
1: it's going to be there, please. Hi guys, this is what Wale does and this is what I have to deal with. But welcome back to the Yellowfield
0: Podcast. There's nothing I did that was that was out of the ordinary it was just a welcome back to the beautiful piece of work of art rather it is art isn't it
1: i don't know there's just something about the words that you choose to use sometimes that i'm like okay like in the trailer you said something about juice at the end of it, like if you remember but it was yeah anyways hi guys
0: i mean once you have like an endless pool of words in the world to use it's nice to be able to pick from as metaphors but yeah, welcome back, everybody. Um, we have taken quite a bit of time to get back into this flow, haven't we? Um, given mm. the last, I mean, like I said in the trailer last time and um, last week, rather two, three weeks apart than usual. Um, mm. For a reason, some of you on um, socials could have clocked, mm. um, could have figured out from socials. And if you know socials, not a chance to do so. Um, you know, okay. at the not com. I mean, there oh, is a .com, actually. Oh, you mean also-
1: follow us. You know, like when you said on socials, like, it felt like you were saying, oh, they were not active on social media as opposed to not following us. Cause- oh, I
0: mean, like, following. Isn't that the yeah. normal lingo they use nowadays?
1: Isn't me asking?
0: Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Point is, um, we're finally glad to be back for a proper season. um, Eight. Which mm-hmm. we said in our again Instagram caption, as you saw, was bringing the heat, the heat, the heat, the heat, and the word using the word heat was not. I don't think it was. It, not I don't think I know it was not a random word. Deliberate word, um, given what we intend to discuss and talk about and cover, but also we want to try and be also a bit more. You know, can you hear that sound in the chest. Why are you rolling your eyes? Jesus I don't know. Christ.
1: I don't know. Like I, I just need us to start. Like <laughs> I just
2: need
0: us to start. Uh, I feel okay. like this is, I let's, feel like let's this is yeah. I began, let's start, let's start, okay. let's start. You're beginning to get into your rude your your, your rude face My <laughs> your rude your rude bratty face I,
1: I feel like I'm already there to be fair. Like <laughs> I I can okay, know whenever my voice is like this, it means it's partly tiredness as well. Um it's, it's partly tiredness because I think the last two days I've done a lot of moving around. But yeah, let's do this. To be fair though, this topic, um well, so I don't know. I feel like we give too much away. Not that we give too much away, but it's weird when I, I'm about to introduce or talk about what we're talking about. I'm always, tend I tend to talk about it like they've not seen the title already, but they have, right? So
0: I think it's another thing to do. Um I do watch some videos where they do that. um. So mm. you talk about, let's say when you when you introduce a topic, introduce the episode or the video, whatever you talk about the topic in a hidden form, as if it's not in the title already, mm. but it's just, mm. a, it's just a way of, I guess, talking about things when you're on this kind of platforms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you won't be the only one is my points.
1: Yeah. Cause I guess the other way to go about it is just to call it like episode one, nine, one or something. And then, you know, people then will not know what it's about because we'll not write a description as well. But anyways, you've seen the title, guys. Um, <laughs> Wale, please give us a quick intro on what we're doing today and let's, let's, let's tackle this.
0: Um, so if I'm correct, the title should be something along the lines of navigating the
3: um, gender spotlight. Mm. Now, this one should be interesting because I always have
0: to start with some disclaimers. Um, <laughs> Of what this is not
3: going to be. Mm. Mm. So, this is not going to be a conversation on our thoughts or the
0: optimum or the ideal or the rational thoughts, right? On, Mm. I'll call it, you know, the gender discourse. Yeah. Right? This is not going to be a conversation again for or against
3: different views on gender Mm. right this is is not going to be a conversation on you know two people
0: trying to present themselves as taking a stance on things and hoping that they'll gain some followership on that and things in this case being gender Mm. no it's it's what it is it's an honest well hopefully everything listened to out there is also honest (laughs) but it's going to be an honest navigation of the world we live in today mm. and starting from the point that we acknowledge
3: and we know that since we've been very very active cognitively socially
0: you know even sexually if you want to add that to as young adults from the age of puberty to date um we're very much aware that
3: the discourse on gender and the spotlight on it has been increasing. Mm. And why this is
0: important to talk about in the way we want to do so is because if you're trying to navigate the world which we are in, where me and you obviously navigate through different cultures, different people, whether even if it's just as local in quote as mm. Africa. Or as diverse in co as Africa and other areas, you will still encounter
3: um, spaces where you have to either ignore comments or discuss about
0: gender issues, right, or the gender um, landscape. It's almost it's almost unavoidable, except you move through life without any social interaction, whether physically or on, on online. Right. And I, and for me and you, I don't think we're in that, but I think we have the social um, ongoings, you know, online, mm. in person, etc. Mm. Um, so yeah, we can't escape kind of this spotlight of gender. Um, whether you're a self-appointed advocate, whether you're an advocate with experience, whether you're an advocate that is led by empathy you are a forced advocate, whichever kind of advocates you are, you, you we can't escape it. And I didn't think, we then thought, well, if you we can't escape that, then why don't we have a conversation on on the gender spotlight? But from the point of view of what does this
3: mean for the average Joe, like myself and like you, right? The average Joe who you know. just just tries to learn things on the go, right? Tries to, you know, do
0: their own thing, their own hustle on the side, but also wants to be a decent human being in the world and and play along, right, to what the world demands when it's logical, when it's rational, when it's ethical as well. Mm -hmm. And that implies acknowledging the fact that, yeah, we need to also, we need to actually understand what this actually means. and have a base understanding of how do we navigate this spotlight as the average Joe. So I guess, before I also talk about what made me, the other reason why I, actually know let me do that first. Mm. Let me do that first also. Um, and the reason why we brought this up as a topic to talk about was, um, I, think I, t- I think I told you, I, sh- I shared a picture with you. So there's a tool on, there's a tool from Google, right, called Google Ingram. and G-R-A-M. And Ingram is pretty much a word tracking tool where you can track the use of words, phrases, etc. Et- et across the corpus, like the books, publications, since about 19 or 1800 to 2019. Right. So I've been using Ingram to like, for my research, just, to, just, just out of curiosity, to see oh, how do some words look like. So I look at CIO and when did it start? Appearing in textbooks and books, etc. Right. So, Ingram. So, if you're if you're listen if you're listen to this on a PC on a phone, go on your phone and look at Google. Or look up Ingram, N G R A M, and you see what I'm talking about. So, when you open Ingram, it gives you a graph axis, right? X and Y. On your X, you have the um, number of the, the years. On your Y, you have the the Ingram counts. Anyway, let me not make it too long. So, I think when I, I I'm playing around with Ingram for like six for four or five months now, with just different things, um so yeah, so I think at the beginning of last month, I just said, "Oh, let me just check um race, like just look at race on Ingram now, bear in mind, Ingram has other tools that you can use to also like i mean other functions like when you when you type a word you can you can add like like a boolean operator or some kind of other word to give you like what you call derivatives of that word as well. Mm. So yeah, there are different things you can do. But just on basic front, you can just type in the word. So I was checking out race. Um, checked out race, race. I checked out uh, some other things in social science. But on my list was also gender, right? Now what struck me about gender was when I looked it up on Ingram, for race, sex, and other things I found, the distribution was
3: often... There was, it was often like progressive, right? Whether it's progressing up progressing down right mm. now for anyone
0: listening I, I hope you can do this yourself and to get an understanding of what this is um but anyway but for gender it was there was a huge spike which i showed you on on on, the, on whatsapp right yeah and i was like okay this can mean many things but why and i kind of just became obsessed with that spike like the spike was just from 1980s and it just spiked up like the word counts the count of the word "gender" in, in the corpus of the world, research, yeah, yeah. just just spiked up. And I thought, and I, and since that point, I checked like different words that I'm, I thought, okay, it maybe correlates with the word. At the point, I checked different things. There was nothing I found with that kind of spike. And and then I asked you what and what you thought about that spike in the Ingram results. result. What what did you say at that point?
1: Honestly, I can't remember. I actually have to go check. <clears throat> but
0: yeah, I, I don't think you had a proper answer. To be fair, yeah.
1: I think I was just asking the context and um, let me see. Oh, okay. I was like, I think I said it was interesting to see it's backed by data, but that there's probably a correlation with how much attention the media started to pay to it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Any, and maybe any court rulings or cases that brought it to the fray. Um, but I was like, the, the spike feels manufactured or triggered and seems like something that kicked off from the late 90s.
0: Good, good, yeah. yeah. So you said that. So when you said that, I took, I took, I took note of it, and I'll come back to yeah. the manufactured bit. Yeah. So, so your reason was the spike was because of again the spike in the word frequency, attention and attention on gender in literature mm-hmm. from the nineteen eighties.
2: Mm.
0: Your reason was the spike was probably media or some court ruling, right? Which was f- I, yeah, either which was a fair guess. It was just mm-hmm. a guess, right? Just as you mean. I asked some other friends I I met as well. Um, somebody said. It was probably because people be, started become, becoming more comfortable, you know, in their different identities, mm. right, and coming out. I said, fair enough. I mean, I had some questions, but I said, I'm not sure that's the case, but I'll take that. That's a fair guess. Mm. And then I asked somebody yesterday as well. Um, I, can't what she said. Uh, I can't remember what she said. I can't remember what she said. I think she was also lost, but actually I showed her the diagram. But actually, I figured it out. And the answer to the spike, which I will not debate about, I'll just say is what I, what I found was, Oh no, 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 no. If I say the answer. So when you said it was manufactured, right? Yeah. What, what I, what, what I did then was I went to a database to look up gender as, as, as a, as a term using the book, book titles, book titles, article titles, blog title, whatever title of any publication. Mm. Right. And I also found that when I filtered by year. Yeah. Right. Once I got to 19, so like, I'll say from 1960s and above, all, all the figures were like 600, 500, 400, 300, they're going down. Mm. But, from, but from 1980, the spike began to jump to like 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, up until like 11,000 at 2019. Okay. Right. So even when I checked the different database, that spike still correlated. Mm. Right. So, that made me think that, okay, it wasn't a manufactured thing, it wasn't a legal thing. It's probably just
3: legit academic or i don't know no, legit legit interest yeah.
1: right yeah. so 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 I think I, I remember I also like clarified that I think a better word that I should have used was triggered, right as opposed to triggered. manufactured okay, yeah. triggered, yeah, yeah,
0: so yeah. you are right that in that from what I found because i I was obsessed with finding out why, and again. Mm-hmm find out why it was based on curiosity because I just want to know what was it was it a chicken and egg situation whereby um, the the literature led to people talking about it in real life or it was or vice vice versa yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I want to know whether some trends that happened in the 1980s that maybe gave rise to this as well so I was kind of obsessed mm. with figuring out just out of just fun um, and what I found was actually simple very simple answer And it made sense. It was the feminist movement. Mm. Right. So the second wave was, was I think 1960s, 1980s. Right. And because, so, Mm. I'm just going to share what I found. So, studying of gender and language has always been a field that has been across disciplines, right? Since before, as as I said, before 1980s. Mm. Right. But that movement that happened in, in 1980s, 1970s, and 60s, feminist movement in US and Europe at the same time, kind of gave rise to a new kind of interest, right? So in, in that world, area, yeah. right? And because it was already interdisciplinary, the interest then tripled in all disciplines again. Mm. So, so whether it's the discipline of social sciences, biology, mm. art, etc., right? Mm. And then by the 70s already, you already had this yeah. proliferation of books, articles that were rapid write essay reviews etc so and that was it that was that was the answer for that 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 in gram mystery yeah. by yeah. that point already we're already into too deep right i
3: felt mm-hmm. yeah let's talk about this um yeah. so let me just start by asking like what what was, what was the
0: first point in life like you remember when you knew gender was a thing of conversation or you noticed it as something, whether it was somebody that you spoke to or something you read at what point was it like secondary school? Uh, what, like what, at what point did he click to your head as, okay, this is something of complexity.
1: Um, hmm. I just to be fair, like I'm thinking about it and I do not think, I think it was sometime in uni and sort of like when he hits proper, proper, like mainstream because I also feel like the conversations around it also like evolved a bit. I think it went from, I don't actually, I I can't speak specifically about it, but I just know, you know, I think it was more around like sexuality mostly. I think that, that one came in pretty early, like sex and sexuality came in early, but this gender specific, you know, pronouns and all of these other things that come with gender as opposed to sexuality. I think that one it's it definitely feels more recent or maybe I just paid attention to it more recently um, mm.
0: yeah it's no, what I would say I thought about it too and I think I had the same answer mm. um, because as far back as I can't remember the first time I I observed you know, gender discourse as, as a proper discourse but I think as far back as uni as well I think all all again given our our African roots as well um, all we were familiar with as something beyond the mainstream mm. was written, sexuality, um, as I believe, um, and I think even even from those who came from religious settings as well, it was also still
1: around sexuality, sexual, yeah. sexuality
0: as well. So I think it was only until recent recently, been what seven years.
1: Yeah, and you know what's what's interesting here is that I think. People can make the arguments that, oh, it's because we're sort of like on the continent in that sense. But I think if you look at, if you watch interviews and stuff, a lot of people that start to talk about these things a lot more is usually it was through college, right? A lot of them, their first introduction to it, at least in our generation, was when they went to school. Like, and you know, most of American education is liberal education, so... That leaning is already there, which then connects to this thing you've said about the research and everything. So, yep. if, if you watch interviews of folks trying to try those that carry it on their head, no, I don't. I don't mean that as I know people use that yep. phrase in a bad way, but people that definitely put themselves at the forefront of it, you find out that it was mostly from from college, maybe in you know, a one co- one class they did, one course they did. Uh, you are and, you have, you are very right. Yeah, you're very right.
0: Yeah. You're very right. And again, about the carry it on your head comment, I believe everyone listening is smart enough to understand what you mean there. Um, Mm. So no Mm. need to... uh, But yeah, you're very right. And that relates to the next point I want to make because if I make this point, just let
3: me say as well that the key point of today's conversation is for us to highlight a couple of things that make every average Joe understand how complex Mm. this thing is. Yeah. And and to understand how
0: do you in your own solitary space, right? Because again, we always, in, in, even though the podcast we say we talk about things on an individual level, group level, and community and cultural level. But in this case, it is yourself on you yourself and you, wherever mm-hmm. you are, right? And whatever happens in the world, you're going to translate all of that into your own experience for yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, so the question the point there is then how do you as a person translate all of this, right, to so have a meaningful, meaningful moment of experience for yourself mm-hmm. in your daily life. And the point of today's chat is to highlight several things for us to consider when we engage Before or, or yeah. encounter in all of these things. That that's just, mm-hmm. that's, just, that's, just that's that's just the key takeaway. You can highlight that in a board, I will do that right now so I don't forget, but that's just key takeaway. And the first thing I'll highlight, I'll point out as something for us to consider as we translate all of this into perspective in our, in our local settings, at home, abroad, whatever, is, as you said, as you pointed out earlier, is the complexity behind, you know, no, sorry, you mentioned the college thing. Mm. And that that relates to complexity behind gender itself because when, when I did my research on this, um, again, you and I, we're not historians, we're not, sci- I mean, scientists have a PhD, so I'm a scientist in a mm. way, but... But, but <laughs> <laughs> <The> <laughs> that felt nice. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> um But like, we're not we're not like historians, right? So, but mm-hmm. we love history, yeah. Right, and we love we love we're curious about things, right? Even though things are outside our domain of tech, of leadership, strategy, still curious. Mm. And the point you raised on on colored things is very true because. So I I found out that um at late sixties right just. Uh, just during the feminist, feminist movement, at that point um, in colleges, the main idea on gender and sex was, was often very clear. It was that sex was ascribed by biology, hmm. right? And that's by anatomy, hormones, physiology, how you look, right? Hmm. And gender was something that, so, something that you achieved, right? Something that you made. So, so when they say achieved, they don't mean like you won a prize. But Mm. what they mean is something they construct in the world, right?
3: Through cultural, social, psychological means.
2: Mm.
3: Now, why that's important is because
0: when you look at, when you read these debates in in, in literature, you realize that some things should not cost us as people friendships or shouldn't cost us, like, how do I put it? Something should not cost us so much that we lose out on our livelihood or friendships or arguments because of these kind of debates. Mm. Because debates are a natural parts of, of scientific literature. Mm. Right. Which is why the gender itself, gender topic itself, had different perspectives over the years. Right. And each perspective was almost like debating the next one. Mm. Right. Yeah. But but in that world, if you think about it in that world, they were, they were just doing their, their professional life, like trying to reset the scene, clarify your own theory, make sense of it, and then and, and, and share it with the world. And then someone else sees there and says, Ah, okay, no, I think I get what you're saying here, but this is wrong. Mm. Right. But that was the only way of doing it. But it's like we then bring that into our world and then we That's then take the big it. Side. Take, yeah. yeah, yeah. But f- f- before going to that, so the first point I want to make is. The gender topic itself has different perspectives, right? Mm. And for you, for you to kind of understand the complexity behind it, you have to understand, have to understand the perspectives. And the first mm. one I've already mentioned is, obviously, the one I mentioned just now, which is in the 60s, where it was accepted that sex was a category, as I'm seeing here, based on, ascribed by biology, anatomy, and hormones, etc., yeah. what gender was achieved. Right, So that was, that, was, that was how that first view was. So the first view was everything's the way it is, but the fact that men are men, women are women, blah, 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 blah. Right, that, That's the first view. Then, and that view kind of then came, and this view was one that we mentioned shortly in our episode two ever, was a view that was a sex difference approach view that said mm. that, we, that human beings still retained sex-linked behaviors and traits, mm. right? But they, were, but they saw it as individual characteristics, which is the femininity and masculinity of a person. Mm. Right. So that is another view of gender now. Putting that like saying we all have those traits, but maybe to different degrees. A yeah, spectrum. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And there's a third view, right, which is then called, well, which was gotten from the role theory. Right. Okay. So this, so the second view I mentioned, which is the, view of femininity and masculinity, the traits view, was in the 70s. And it was popular by a person called Barry Thorn. Right. But the mm. third view came from um, somebody using this role, something called a role theory to explain gender. And it said that like, there's like sex roles and gender roles, right, mm. that we kind of perform in the world. Mm. Right. And and the emphasis from this was that, you know, we kind of learn and take up those roles in social so, so situations, yeah, right. And we kind of just like you know those roles also have like specific expectations and actions that are attached mm. to them. Mm. But that but that view was kind of like criticized because I mean someone said that well those researchers said that you know roles as identities that are situated. So and so mm. what that means is if you 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 as a VFA founder, right? You are a founder only in VFA.
1: Yeah. Right. So, so you yeah, so, outside
0: of. Yeah. So yes, so your role is just situated in that context. If you're a nurse, you're a nurse in a hospital. Right. Mm. So roles are situated identities. Whereas, and they're nothing without the context. Whereas um sex categories are like mass identities because everywhere you go. That's what you are. You are. Right. Yeah. So 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 that role theory kind of got um smart to their bit. Mm. Now the fourth view, which is probably the view that has received most, most attention or the view that has, I'll well, say the most legs now that we're seeing. Even, yeah. even though people don't articulate it that way. Because this, this thing took me a lot to read, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, spe- I spent hours on this. It's, it's crazy. But I felt, I, I felt it was, was part to do because we're acknowledging the historical literature behind something. And yeah. and I think that's the beauty about, about having these kind of conversations. Do you want to talk? Yeah. Go on.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so hold that thoughts, um, because it's it's a bit connected. But as we were talking or stating the two previous points, um, I wanted to share that you know some people might be hearing us go through this literary whatever, and either have a response of number one is not that deep, which I don't think most people do that, but <laughs> but the second thing is also or maybe it's still connected to the first. But I didn't you re- you didn't realize that most of the people that are the forefront of these conversations, at least that started it a lot of times it's gen- actually generated from like academic research. Like, academic yeah. researchers are the ones that go through the pains of bringing up things and putting words and labels and naming things. Once naming. They, so Nomen- once they nomenclature. Name, nomenclature. And so once they now name things, people now have a way to reference it. And so your social justice warrior, I'm, on, I'm not saying this as a derogatory term. I hate that I'm having to correct myself in this way. But anyways, that, those kinds of people then take those research, read about it, and you know definitely gets i guess the original the ogs right do all of those things come up on the news and start to talk about it and then the media carries it but what happens then is now this level of abstraction so it goes people don't now draw the lines back to the research they draw it back to the person that started to talk about it or the feeling they felt when the person starts to talk about it and so i'm saying this just to say like when we're not doing this because you know Wale is a researcher or whatnot. It's because at the end of the day, this is actually what a lot of these conversations you know draw back to um, yep. and stuff.
0: But yeah, absolutely. And what we're doing here is pointing out the nuances so mm-hmm. that when you see points other than your physical or online spaces, you can know where gaps are coming from in people's point of view, and you can just know, okay, what battle do I pick, or whether just whether just smile and laugh for you. Cause mm. I know I've got friends who would challenge ideas and stuff. I got friends who would just sit back and look and 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 I'm somebody who's probably in between. And mm. um, many times online, I sit back and just look. In person, I challenge more, right? So mm. I'm that kind of person. People are the reverse. It doesn't matter. Whatever, it's fine. It's, you can pick your lane. But the point is, we're well, point out these nuances for you to just know, or for it to even just give you a kickstart to say, okay, maybe I should do a little bit more reading beyond just what is on the on some um someone's Instagram caption. Mm. Because here's, an, here's another point that you raised clearly and let, let me expand on, is that a lot of this, a lot of nomenclature that academics give to things, mm. there's something called idea laundering where we take, we take, we take the idea from academic from space. From somewhere else, yeah. We give it like, so imagine the, the idea is like a Lego brick. Mm. Lego brick is yellow. Take the idea from, from the academic space. We add red brick to yellow brick, red red lego to it on top, a blue at the bottom, just so that the red and blue fits our own existing maybe it's our media channel or whatever it is, and push mm. it out there and what the average yo like myself and yourself sees is the red, yellow, and blue brick mm. right, and that gives us a new idea of what the yellow is on its own entirely
2: mm.
0: right, but I think we what we've done now is to say, okay, but going back to the source. Mm. right and I think what we'll, we'll, we'll put the references of this in the description yeah. so that you guys can look at it as well um, going back to the source to point out these nuances and why, why I enjoyed doing this was because when I read about all of these things it gave me a sense, it gave me a sense of peace mm. because what it, what, it get, what it helped me do was I was able to place different things that I'd heard in different spaces into it's different bo- categories into mm. these boxes even though those people were talking when speaking in these boxes' terms. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's just yeah. beautiful in, in that sense. Mm. Okay, so now back to the fourth view. Now, the fourth view is a bit harder to understand because it's a bit more abstract, but I'll try and explain mm. it properly. So it's the view that gender, right, is not a role. It's not a given status. It's not a trait. Mm. But it's the view that it's a product, keyword product, of social doings, in quotes. Now, what that means is that, and, uh, yeah, and this was by Candice West and Don Zimmerman in 1987. Now, their paper to date is the most cited paper on gender. And it's called mm-hmm. Doing Gender. So if you look up the database, theirs is the, is the most cited paper on gender, right? Mm. So they say that gender is a product of social doing. And what this means is that, in essence, gender is made, constituted, and formed doing interaction. Mm. Right. So that means it's ongoing accomplishments. Right. It's not some it's not it's not simply something that somebody is,
1: right? Who feels they are. Feels yeah. they
0: are. It's something that we do in ongoing interaction with others. Mm. Right. Now from this perspective, this is very important. They're criticizing two points. Mm. Right. Because it's shifting from the person to the interaction. Yeah. And and, and ultimately, key point, ultimately the the broad cultural area. Mm. Now they're criticizing two points in this perspective and two points that you're already familiar with as everybody knows. One is sex assignment. Mm. So sex sex assignment at birth is what's maybe, not maybe, it's it's evident. When you're born, right, you're labeled, right? Mm. Based on what? Based on criteria for sex assignment. So chromosome type or genitalia as they Mm. wrote in verbatim. Right. But they're arguing that those criteria for sex assignment, which genitalia or chromosome type, XYXX, can vary
3: across individuals. Number mm. one. That criteria may not agree with each other. Right? Mm. And they can vary cross-culturally. Right? Now, that's the argument why sex assignment
0: at birth is problematic. Now, again, you can trace this um, argument to modern arguments we're saying nowadays, Right? So you can see mm. the origins of it, right? This is the origin paper of it. Nobody before them spoke about this. And then they, and then they,
3: they also mentioned that it's even a moral conviction, right? That there are only two sexes, mm. right? And we use that to account for the relative ease at which
0: makes the assignments in the first place,
2: mm.
0: right? So again, the,
3: recognizing two points. First I've said is sex assignment at birth. And the second is sex categorization. What do you think this means? Um, actually, no idea. So let me, don't even give that
1: term. Um, yeah, I want, because they said sex and not gender categorization, I'm, I'm not really sure.
0: Fair enough. Let me help you out um, from what I read. Again, I'm just pointing out things on paper, as you can see here in front of me. Mm. For Anybody you can see, you can, you can hear the paper. This guy who um, prints this out. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, 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 categorization is a process by which people,
3: right? Are identified mm. as girls or boys, as men or women in everyday life. Now, what
0: that means is that what, what they're saying is that we people, right? Mm. We use our appearances. Whether it's dressing, whether it's department, whether it's just somebody's whatever, right, as indices to identify them and put them in a category. Mm. So what this is saying is that when you're walking to Tesco, you're walking to buy Shito, whatever it is in the market, mm. when you see somebody on the road, you use certain indices in their appearance to,
3: classify to, them. to
0: categorize them. Right? Mm. Now, what they are saying there to this is, why they're criticizing this this thing this categorization is that and I quote there is no clear, there's no clear defined set
3: of criteria that must be satisfied in order to arrive at an identification one way or the other
0: to the point there is like nobody has put out an explicit list defined structured set of criteria that we used to say okay if she wears if well in this case, if they were XYX or they, look, yeah. they have XYZ, then they belong to a category, right? Yeah. That's what they're saying. Let me finish yeah. f- before I jump in here. Yeah? Okay. And then they're saying that more to the point, people living their daily lives, right, can look around, right, people like me and you mm. and see a world that is full of people of two and only two sexes, right, even without access to biological evidence that can sustain our views. So what that means is that when we look around, right, mm. our daily life, whether it's, whether it's in town center, whether it's market, whether it's in church, whatever, wherever you are, and we and we are categorize into sexes, we yeah. do we do so without access to biological evidence, yeah, that, like they a... are, that they are that those categories, right? Sometimes, yes. Now and they're saying that on these grounds, we can then so, so what they're arguing for is that everything, based, based on these two critiques of assignment we and categorization. Yeah. It distinguishes sex, from,
3: sex category from sex, but also distinguishes those two from accomplishment of gender.
1: Hmm. Yeah. So what I was going to say earlier was, just based on this thing, I think one of the points you made about referencing um, like walking into the store or just, you know, seeing all of these things, I feel like the points that they made is only more apparent because we're now globally mixed right Mm. in the sense that when certain things were very local because the sample size was always local things were obtainable so in scotland for example the men were wearing or you know their attire Mm. you know has a skirt with it i guess the arguments that the paper is trying to make that if a scottish man then goes to somewhere else where the men don't do that and they, ne- they never seen anything before their default categorization might be to you know assign whatever even though that evidence is different but again i'm saying that is only a problem because globalization has come in and we're now beginning to mix a lot more but i'm also i don't know again i, I haven't read the paper or, or whatnot and, and some parts of it makes sense but some parts of it also feel like just creating complexity where. Maybe there necessarily isn't that much complexity in there, um, but again, that's for everyone to to, to, to debate or anything, <laughs> because because again, right? It seems like they didn't use the word gender there, right? And they're leaping into the sex category, which I guess you know maybe in the older versions, it's like sex was one thing and then gender was another thing. Like you said in the, I think that was the was it the second or the first viewpoint? Yeah, yeah. So
0: so I think they were just criticizing.
3: The the fact that people, because I think the fact that when, when you're born, for example, mm. you assign,
0: adults assign, in essence, what they're saying, adults assign categories to kids mm. when they're born. And adults assign categories to people in their everyday life. But they are yeah. saying that, that gender itself, gender or sex? No, they're saying that in this case, gender itself, mm. right, is none of those things. It's something that, if each person, I won't say performs, but pa- not perform in the sense of they do in everyday interaction, mm. right? So there's an example, for example, they said, and I hope I get this right because I, I read this like two days ago, they said um, in the history of like American or Western world anyway, when, when they started with toilets,
2: mm.
0: right? So to- male toilets have urinals. Yeah, female toilets don't have urinals mm. female toilets also have like a dressing space for women yeah. sometimes now what they said in paper was that women having women don't, women having women not having urinals in their toilets
3: mm. doesn't mean they cannot use urinals right but hold on hear me out I know but the urinals insertion in toilets is a way that we, right, enact gender. Or sex. No. Which one? Gender. Gender. Ah. Okay. In fact, let me continue. Let me read it right. I have the source right here. No. Do, do you know why? Do, do you know why I'm
1: sort of like questioning I've, it? I've read, yeah. Go on. No. Of course you should. Yeah, I yeah, mean. Yeah. Because right, I think. People have stopped using gender to refer to like presence or absence of genitalia, right? Or certain kinds of biological, you know, markers. Like they've turned it into, or it seems to be more discussed as a social identity construct, like what you identify as. And if you're using this ur- urinal example, um, again, this is why I said the thing about complexity. Like nobody's this is not an argument of who can use what. But it's like, what is like, what is practical? Like, I, I don't do you get do you get what I mean?
0: Okay, I, I, I get what you mean. Let me yeah. l- let me explain that again. So it says, right. for example, separation of public bathrooms, right? Separates mm. ladies from gentlemen, mm-hmm. right? In matters that are held fundamentally biological, mm-hmm. right? So what I'm saying, the the point yeah. of this, yeah, okay, good, yeah. And I'm saying that even they do that, even though both are somewhat similar in question of waste product and it's an elimination. So pretty much we just shit the same shit, P the same P. Right? Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, this yeah, is where yeah. the point comes in now. Okay. Now, those settings are furnished with dimorphic equipment, which is mm-hmm. urinals Different. for men, yeah. elaborate facilities for grooming for women. Right? Even though both sexes, so now they use the word sexes, yeah. both sexes may achieve the same ends through the same means. Yeah. And they do so in the privacy mm-hmm. of their of their home.
1: Yes. Exactly. So now the point I'm going to why why I said this is adding complexity where there's is none, is that I feel like the whole toilet design is more about user experience than gender like land and sex experience in the sense that like, you know, it's quicker, like for the people that are cleaning and whatnot. I'm sure if you check out the first time unerals came into be, it's not because we wanted Meant to be different from women. It was just that okay. If a man wants to pee, he doesn't actually need a toilet seat and all of that contraption. He can just do it in a gutter or whatever. But let's not make him do it in a gutter. Let's bring something that works. You understand? And so, if it only works for men, why do we need to make more of it and put it also in a woman's bathroom when practically that's yes. not what it you understand. So, so you
0: come from from a point of the design of that could have been the design for efficiency. Not for exactly right, yeah. and which which is a fair point. Who knows? Um, the other issue with this paper, well, not an issue, but the thing with this paper I mentioned the fourth view is they mm-hmm. explain this point of gender from someone else's theory or theoretical lens, which is mm-hmm. they explain it from Evan Evan Goffman's um display um lens. So Goffman was the Paper that we used to explain the theory that we used to explain self-presentation online, mm. right? Okay, yeah, I remember, yeah. Um, and he died sometime in the nineteen eighties. Um, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't, really, I don't really know much about. I don't really not explain his work in a way where I can articulate it without reading it. So I'm going to do that yet. But anyway, what we've just done so far is pointed out like the f- how gender itself as as a concept construct whichever um has also been a huge debate in in academic literature absolutely and if people who's, who've put their lives to this thing are debating this thing over two two three decades mm. then you as the, you you as the individual who, who who your competence is not in this field who you, who you don't spend 10 hours a week reading about this or going out to
3: talk about this with people you have to have some humility in how you, <laughs> um, what?
2: I just
1: the way you said. It's like, like when to be humble. But go
3: no,
0: ahead. but it's true because it gave me, it, it made me humble. Yeah. Right. Cause I realized like, damn, like I thought I knew some things, but I don't because the nuances mm. are what show you like how far apart you are in knowledge. Mm. Right when you, yeah. when <laughs> so one of my PhD every every first year PhD will tell you this symptom. Right, the more you read, the let more let you, you know. the more you realize you don't, don't know anything, and the more yeah. your, your anxiety even increases. Mm. Because when you open one paper, whatever it is, one source,
1: yeah, yeah, like you're, you're uh, flying gadgets.
0: to you're flying to different yeah. places because mm. they're telling you someone someone said this last year, someone said this two years ago, someone said this ten years ago. Oh my God, I I don't know if you have said that already and reading mm-hmm. more. So that means that if, if, if I'm online, I'm on Twitter or Instagram and I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm trying, trying, trying to bring this back practically now. Back home, yeah. And I'm online, I'm on Twitter, whatever, and I'm seeing these things and I mean, I ask myself, what does this mean for my own self? Well, when I want to engage in debate or conversation about this, to what extent am I sure that my views are, are formed from original understanding Mm. Of 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 this gender concept versus yeah. versus the snippet sound bites
3: that I saw on um an Instagram slideshow. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hmm. You know,
1: I you just as you're speaking, I'm just thinking about how because nobody's saying, and this is why I always like to add this bit here. Nobody's saying like before you talk about anything, you need to. Go and yeah, like of course, you know, good, deep deep things. Yeah, good
0: point but, to raise.
1: Yeah, because nobody's saying you should do that, but I think there's. A I mean, like of-
0: you don't have to read to know that somebody being racist is is not nice. It's bad. Yeah, yeah, did you? Did you we don't have to tell you that.
1: Yeah, but I think it's the word. The key word you use here is actually the nuances behind a lot of things, and I think the foundations and just the the baseline from which you yourself are forming your opinions, because if you don't realize how It's the word infallible. I hate all those words where the in and the without is like the same thing. same thing. Let me check for you. Infallible.
3: incapable of making mistakes or being wrong.
1: Exactly. So if you think you're infallible, right, you then run the risk of cementing some very questionable positions, you understand, right? Um, Because I'm thinking about it like, okay... To be fair, I'm sure you guys can tell who the reader is here and the researcher. Like, let's not, we deserve for <laughs> debate. It's Wally. But, you know, I'm, and I'll start to think about, okay, when Wally asks me a question, um, how come it, it is that when I respond, there's more often than not, you know, it's in a fair enough direction and you somehow end up confirming it from things that you've read. Now, I'm saying this so that people won't think that, oh, okay, Toby has also read the paper or mm. whatnot. I haven't. And as you we were talking now, I was trying to think about it. I was like, okay, why is it that I can say this certain thing in a certain direction? And I think it's, com- I don't know, again, one thing I was going to say as well is that we as human beings, when we're looking back and trying to define things, we have a tendency to want to oversimplify things, right? Yeah. Which is why which, which is, is why
0: which is my it, next my next big points go on go on point. go on go
1: yeah. on Okay, <laughs> i just another evidence of the facts of what i just said earlier but you know it's like typical example is that you look at someone that is very successful like maybe the same boat, finishes running 100 meter race and maybe he's doing an interview later telling you how he did it like you know why mm. were you successful he doesn't know exactly why let's just like but obviously for the for the context of the interview he will say certain words and he will rationalize certain things now the idea is that i'm we're not saying what he's saying is not true but for you to understand that he's rationalizing certain things and you know you're going to take what he says and process it through your own rationalization as well and come to certain conclusions i feel like once you miss out or once you don't have that thought process of taking what you see on the outside understanding there's nuance behind it, processing it and no understanding that you that you're processing it, you're adding your own nuances and biases or right. whatnot to it. And then when you're now saying and, you know, giving it out there, you're also adding your own. Your own that is that's understand. classic
0: Lego break analogy I gave earlier.
1: Exactly. So when you don't realize all of these things are happening, is why like I'm all too quick to defend or, you know, aggressively stick my foot in one kind of positions. There's only a few things in the world that I'll do that for right? But most of it is not what's in common conversations
0: out there. Um, but I just thought i will throw that in, Sha. <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it's a good point you raised, and I'm glad you raised it because it led on to the next point, next major point. So we said, mm. this chart is for everyone to understand complexity behind this thing, and to help you know how to translate all of this into your meaningful moments in your, own, in your own everyday life, right? Mm. And, we've, and the first point we raised that was the fact that there's different perspectives from the foundations of, of all of this discourse. That they've been debates about different perspectives, so that should mm-hmm. give you some level of humility to know, well, if these people who have done their life's work in this area have been debating about it, then maybe I should, I should you know, be more patient now. I seek to understand these things, right? So that's mm-hmm. point one. Now, point two, in the big, in the big scheme of things, we're raising today is, as you said, my, as I wrote down, acknowledge that we have brain shortcuts,
3: and we like to pick camps. Mm. right and that is your point of simplifying things mm. you as you are bro you
0: have your startup to do you have this podcast to work on you have your other hobbies sold out you have your family to think about so many things
3: mm. I
0: have so many things to think about right now. Mm. As, as I'm talking right now I'm thinking about I'm thinking about my, my to-do list for tomorrow right now mm. the person listening right now you, are, you have your own to-do list thinking about what we are going to do today and tomorrow. Whenever I listen to this, what does that mean? Well, that means that uh, on a natural day, we're, we're going through so much so many things that mm. it's impossible for you to digest information and go deep as as we just did today. You can if you have the time. But one thing is finite for everybody time, energy, and attention. Mm. And there the are resources that you can never ever I don't know. You can buy it, of course, but they're all finite. And that means that our brains again. This is not news, though. This is on every YouTube video ever. Your brains have shortcuts, right? Mm-hmm. And that means that shortcuts make us pick camps, simplify things, and make Simplified quick snap decisions. Yeah. decisions. And in this case, what does that mean? Well, what that means is if we know that our brains have shortcuts and we simplify things and we pick camps, then maybe we also need a bit more patience as well. And I, I, I'll, I'll give I'll give an example.
3: The girl I was talking to yesterday, I said, um, I, sh- I, sh- I, sh- I showed her the chart of the Ingram. Mm. So when we began the conversation, right, I think on my fourth line or fourth word, she said like, something like,
0: like you know, this gender thing, I just feel like it's just leave, leave everybody alone. Right? This was, a, again, not verbatim, but I'm trying to summarize what she said. Mm. I, I was going to just leave everybody al- alone, you know, like think like, you know, people, let, let people just be who they want to be
3: etc. Mm. And in her saying that I realized, hmm. So I let her feel and I said, if from 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 everything I've asked you so far, where do you think my stance is? Or rather, have you placed me in a stance already?
0: Mm. And she goes, Yeah, I'm I'm assuming you're not for this. Mm. And I go, Well see that's where you're wrong because A, you don't know what my stance is and what is this anyway? I've only Mm. asked you a question about something I'm curious about. But Mm. because naturally, we're just used to that idea of, okay, who's this person talking about this thing? Where where do they fall? Here or there? And then whatever they fall is how I react to them. Mm. And when I said that, I was like, oh, actually, good point. Because I didn't actually ask you what you you thought about this. I didn't, we didn't speak about that explicitly. So that's a good point. Like, I thought, yeah, like, it is a good point because. (laughs) <laughs> it is a good one because I only ask the question about something, right? But it's normal because even me as well, I do it too, right? For sure. And for I sure. think this is something that we should all have in our brains. Like we go into default modes of picking sides. Like it's mm. it's so it's so spontaneous, it's so quick. You can't even explain it, right? And if you if you're going to do that by default, sometimes out of our control, then be more patient with with how you digest things mm. in person and online. What do you think?
1: Mm, mm. Absolutely. I don't think I can add anything to that. I think it's just that that pause is pretty important, right? And I think it's why, and let's be real, not everybody, it's not going to be easy for everyone, right? Which is why those that are more introverted and less likely to voice out opinions seem to come off as more insightful in certain cases just because their natural tendency yeah. is to pause, right? But there are also cases when they need to speak out, but they don't, and so it's it's kind of like this yin yang thing. So I'm saying, Mm-mm. but obviously the way media is structured and the way content consumption is, the loudest voices are usually those that are probably not pausing as much. Yeah, right, hundred percent, right. And so I think the thing is to identify and look inwards. I think self awareness is always the key thing. Like look inwards and find out sort of like where you lie on that spectrum, and start to optimize for. The side that you're a bit weak in, or you don't naturally tend to, that might be important. So, for me, it's like this podcast has given me, the person that is usually quiet in certain cases, a platform to talk a bit more yeah. and process things out there a bit more, right? Because my natural tendency is just to pause and observe. So, just saying that in there. But yeah, I think this mental model thing it, it occurs, you know, that I think there's a book I've read as well that talked about the shortcuts that we make that. This one even uses like actual mathematical problems, right? So you see something, and because your brain doesn't want to do the hard work of processing that math, it does what it feels is most yeah. likely, and it's usually always wrong. But if you slow down, yeah, think faster. Thinking fast and slow by Daniel, Daniel Kahneman. Daniel that's, yeah. that's, that's the book, right? And it's just it's all about slowing down, like just slow down. And funny enough, these are age-old th- truths as well. You understand where. You know, it, I, again, you know me, I would always use biblical examples. You know, people come to Jesus and, you know, this woman is there. She did this. We're going to stone her. What the law says this. And to be fair, like, if they replay that back, yeah, most of it checks out. But, you know, Jesus slowed down and, you know, gave a different answer to things. So I'm like, you know, whatever you see and, you know, whatever is out there, there's always more to it, is really the long and short.
0: 100%. And, why this relates to why this relates to the gender spotlight is that clearly if you're not under a rock, this is something that is at the forefront of many, many, many issues today in terms of um online debates and um people having um quarrels and people having even harsher consequences of those quarrels, whether it's a livelihood or whether it's their relationship being torn apart, whatever it is. Hmm. Right. And sometimes we make decisions on these topics based on these shortcuts that our brains have and that's our point is saying here that ugh, even even when we were talking even the first even for us even that conversation we are i'm um, <laughs> like i'm almost like thinking i'm almost like thinking ahead of my speech you know <laughs> it's it's you you, you guys can I'm, you guys can understand how incredibly uh, hard i'm sweating right now because my brain is on extra extra speed bro this this
1: point that you just made now as i think halfway through the episode i'm like hmm, okay we're actually talking about this thing but this is the thing that somebody can snip out two three things that you said out of context and just put it out there like you know this is this person right so
0: yeah i i guess we said this isn't that we're kind of going to <laughs> no but i think yeah i think again i believe I, I believe that most people most people listening are smart enough to discern Oh no, for sure. Um, I'm just saying. These things. I, um, yeah, I,
1: I'm just saying those that those that come with yeah um, bad, ab- bad intentions. Absolutely, problems, right?
0: absolutely. Yeah. Now the third the third thing we should talk about as well, which I think everyone should think about as well when i am getting the gender spotlight is maybe, maybe the third question to ask yourselves or ask ourselves. What's the rule of capitalism in this?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: right because Are you asking me okay. I mean okay. I am asking you slash saying it out loud um <laughs> whichever gives me a, a first reward um, but if, if think about it what's the rule of capitalim- capitalism in this because I'm a big proponent of follow the money hmm. uh, it just it just often seems, seems seems to work out that way that follow the money and you find you find the where truth. the issues is.
3: But if you yeah. think about this, right? The gender spotlight, think about it. Again, this is this is probably a chicken and egg situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So when we look at book publishing, right? So we're talking about books for
0: adults, kids, journals, etc. You know, whatever book publishing, like right? people want to publish books and make money off it. Um, pharmaceuticals, right? Mm-hmm. So again, drugs that overshare used in these kind of things um you you know it what i'm talking about yeah um that's number two csr
3: in the liberal world um corporate social responsibility where er, where where, where every every company now the aim is again
0: (laughs) stakeholders is is the stakeholders are the are the biggest
3: i don't even know what to say but every company right now i keep i keep telling people like if it's not in their self-interest, right, it's rare, it is rare to find a true, a true
0: CSR motive Mm. or a true altruistic motive. It is very rare. And if if you find it, how can you measure it truly? It's very difficult. Mm.
3: Right? It's very difficult. So the CSR in there is also the idea of product diversification. Right? Mm. To the extent of People having more products to mm-hmm. create, cater to, yeah. to, right? And this, this is like the
0: classic. If you read every textbook on strategy, how can a business make or grow strategy
3: or make more money? Number one, they fire products, yeah. right? So my, so my cue here is: does capitalism foster this spotlight, or does this spotlight just help, help? companies make more money
2: um i think i know i
3: know, I know yeah. it's a very tough tough thing to
0: ask because yeah and and, yeah. and i don't expect i don't know what the right answer is what yeah. does sense making yeah. together
3: right now
1: yeah absolutely absolutely your favorite phrase um but yeah i, I think there's definitely some um I, I guess credence to that in the sense that it's like the chicken and egg thing that you said um, the fact that the, the truth of the matter is that we live in a world that is the main metric at the end of the day, at the bottom of most things is this idea of money, money. and power. Yeah. Yeah. I remember we, we said power in one episode and we were like, honestly, even under power, you find money there. You understand? It's like a weird mix. But yeah. So I think that's where the flaw comes from, which is why when you look through everything and whatnot, you can almost draw lines back to this Yeah. And for me, it's why I find it, it's one of the reasons why why I find it difficult to like jump at anything that I know has no, like because of my faith and my belief and things like that, that has no real, that has the importance beyond here and now, like most of it stops, like if you stop, your heart stops beating. It's not a conversation that you're having anymore. It's not important in that sense. And so with those kinds of things, I'm less likely to hold strong, sort of like beliefs or, I don't know, just strong feelings. Let me not say beliefs, strong feelings towards them in the sense that I'm more willing to have a conversation about it or I'm putting people in boxes and doing all of these mm. things. So that's, that's kind of like my view about it. So anything that I know is tainted by this idea of money, because even, when we're, not, we're not talking about this today, but, you know, the whole Roe v. Wade thing, getting overturned and whatnot, we can do a thought experiment and follow the money there and see what the money is saying. You understand? And it's quite, it's sad and it's just a very 100% weird weird reality that everything that we're doing in this world you know seems to be driven by this idea of um yeah but that's what I'll say
0: and the funny thing about that is I don't think I mean I don't I'm, I'll speak for you but I'm not I'm not anti-capitalism no sure. um I mean talking to you right now on this computer with zoom this mic this camera is part of capitalism
3: Right, mm. not Thai capitalism, but I do think laws of nature, which sometimes we cannot ignore, show that certain systems always degenerate when they
0: reach their apex. And I think capitalism, we're getting there. <laughs> I think, I think, we're, I think we're getting to the point where we've gone past the sustainable point of, of it. Yeah. And now, just,
1: uh, allowing capitalism to self-regulate. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
0: getting corrupted ridiculously now. XBA, like, just just look at just look at just look at the ads you see on your on everywhere. Mm. Like, I think ads are interesting. Ads are like so permeated across <laughs> everywhere. Like, it's crazy.
2: Mm.
0: Anyway, let's not get into ads because that's not the point of this thing. This is about gender spotlight. So our point now is, maybe you should also think about what does capitalism play in this spotlight?
3: Um, are we seeing a genuine drive for awareness on things? Again, the argument people also make
0: is, it doesn't matter what, again, this is an yeah. ethical question, right? This is Cantonism, I believe, or it's a utilitarianism. I can never say it. Utile- it's utilitarianism. Yeah, I can never say that word. Yeah. Some people say it doesn't matter
3: what the motive is, as long as the good, the end goal is good. Mm. And that is fair. Right? But I always come back with my response and say, if you're a Robin Hood fan, right, good for you. I'm not sure I'm a Robin Hood fan because people like Robin Hood, they they create lamps,
0: right? And I'm I I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry I was speaking these metaphors. I'm really sorry, but I just think that's how that's how I understand the world easily. Mm. Lamps of Aladdin, right? Mm. I said it for many times. You give me a lamp, like, like Aladdin, good dude, I'll probably do well with it, right? Mm. You made the lamp, give me the lamp, do well with it. But the lamp, lamp lands in the hand of a Jafar, and now you have problems,
3: mm.
0: right? So, yeah, while you can say, like, yeah, the end, the good often justifies the end justifies the means sometimes, I get sometimes it does, but the lamps that we create, in, 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 in lamps that we create in those justification processes mm-hmm. when they when, when they end up in the wrong hands yeah we are the ones who then fall victim prey of what the bad person does with that lamp because mm-hmm. some lamps when you, when you open them you can't take, you can't take them back inside because yeah. you're like ah she, she did it isn't that what this guy this guy did Tinibu
3: mm-hmm. in, in essence it's my turn mm-hmm. it's the same logic it is my turn Without any competence, it is my turn. And that's just the way it is, right? Anyway.
1: Yes. Let's take this home. Yeah.
3: That is down at that point.
0: Another thing we should think about is this, and this, this is actually much more, I think it's something that you should be able to handle
3: as a question, is politics, right? Mm. So there's two points to this politics Then One is the idea that
0: I think, and this COVID, COVID was the one that showed us, brilliantly. Mm-hmm. So first of all, um, and I heard this on a podcast, I can't remember what podcast it was, but I heard it in a podcast. And what they said was that anything that you can identify as as a category in which you're a minority would always become political.
3: Mm. Right? Mm. Always become political. I can't remember how she said it, but she said it some those lines and it made a lot of sense. And they said that
0: because, because of that if you combine now in a world where politics is now
3: determining science as opposed to vice versa, right, it creates problems because you can never tell when the politics is degenerated and it creates false science. Hmm. That's, now, that's one problem to, to ask ourselves in this case of how do we handle the politics of everything, right,
0: politics yeah. that we cannot even see or touch. Because I mean I'm just everyone is so far away from well maybe not everyone, but many of us are so far away from the polit- political sphere that we can't we can we can only be observers and we can only be the victims we get we get a chance once in four years to vote people in, but oftentimes we're, we're choosing between two evils, so we don't really have that much of a chance, right, and then we then combine our capitalism where you know. We can't tell who's funding who to push whatever agenda, whether it's for us or for against us. Right? We've said that with Trump. We've seen that that with Joe Biden. Different agendas, different parties pushing it. If you look at ESG scores, if you look at different different
3: companies promoting different things, right? Mm. But also, what is the gender spotlight comes from the idea of freedom, where we should be free to choose who we want to be. Which,
0: again, very, very, very important point to raise, right? Freedom mm. is, is a huge part of
3: what's made our modern m- 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 civilization the way the way it is. Right, freedom. But, here's the but. Yeah. Or here's a question mark. Are we trading freedom for another kind of bondage? Or are they, or, or are they in
0: parallels? Let me explain what I mean.
1: No, I
0: completely get it, but for, for so this. if 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 Facebook tells me to be free to who, who I want to be I, be, I should be free to who I, I be free to become who I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. But
3: they are at the same time monitoring me, using my data, and selling it. Mm. Am I actually free on Facebook? Mm. Yeah. Now let's let's go from online to the real world. If government says I should be free to become who I, who I want to be, right? And the same government, when, when I protest, when I want to form a union, when I want to exercise my civil liberties, they you're arrested, you're banned, you're something. Um, what freedom exactly are we talking about? So is this freedom um, thing gone, 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 gone?
1: No, no, no. Finish your thought. Actually,
3: no, no, no. I'm, I'm just wondering. Like, spotlight
0: on gender is is based on an idea of freedom, which is a good idea, right?
3: But are we making trade offs, or is it just a case of a parallel kind of approach where it doesn't connect at all? Mm.
1: So I don't have a, I don't have like a answer or thought to that, but. You know what you what you've said or what we've talked about actually just raised another question or concern in my head, which is also how west centric is this?
0: Guy, yeah, I think you're reading my mind because that's my next point.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I guess it's because you just you it's uh, it's it's building up like it's really is it a okay? Like, maybe it is, is. Maybe it is. is. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it is. <laughs> yeah, because you know this just sounds very. But the lack of a, way, a better way to talk about it, very American, but also just very Western. It is
3: very um, Western, and that's yeah. that's my next point because I was going to say, is this? If if it's a Western world thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is the Western world? Sorry, is the other mm-hmm. world? Is the other world ignorant? Then, mm-hmm. if we don't have that spotlight, if it's not huge. Or does the Western world have an illusion of knowledge?
1: I have my thoughts. Um, and by the way, I'm laughing and commenting. I think people can tell <laughs> where I'm sitting. But yeah, I think it's...
0: Uh, and time-telling is a very good answer, again, because, because of two things. One, most... most um, I mean, some... Not most. Some, some scholars in this area of gender say how... You know, we need time, analysis, and discourse to unravel all our debates and unravel um, all the practice implications of what we're doing, mm. right? Um, same, with, same with everything that, is, that happens in life, whether it's COVID, whether it's polio, every, it's time that we used to make sense of the effects of what we're doing. Another that point that I've been raising this time issue is that, and this
3: one, this one is a bit more dystopian, but I've read it too, is the idea of a civilization collapsing.
0: Mm. So, there is... Uh, what's that? I've know I, I I've seen it twice. One from a philosopher. No, no. I don't know if a philosopher. I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. I wish I can find the name. Um, but one from a woman who is... Uh, she's a lecturer in America or something like that. Anyway, she talks about how the fact that... If you look at the ancient, ancient Rome, Greek civilizations that were powerful at different
3: generations, right? At the point of their collapsing... There was often a spotlight on gender, and you could see that
0: through their scrolls, through their um, statuettes, statues that they were depicting, mm-hmm. and through and through their discourses. Um, I don't know. It sounds again it sounds a bit dystopian. Yeah. yeah. Um. And 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 I don't like to. History is a good teacher, but I don't. I don't have the tools to be able to make that. Yeah. That kind of um fancy conclusion so yeah but my point is is asking if it's a western world bias is a very good question
3: because again for the average joes who are not in the western world it's a question of well are we neglecting this issue these the spotlights where we're from or
1: Mm -hmm. that was ahead of us
3: is that was ahead of us
1: yeah because um and maybe we can because I really want, I think I want, I want us to tie this home. Because sometimes we yep, we yep, can't pack yep. too much into these things. Um, but I think the point I wanted to make to wrap this up is also how, like maybe this is also like a human, like is this a human behavior thing as opposed to a culture thing or whatnot? Like, like if we look at the fundamentals, what drives these kinds of conversations? But maybe also why is this super peculiar in? In America, which is it still ties to the question of is this what lies in our future if we take the same paths? But it's also a bit hard to make that kind of conclusion or draw that kind of conclusion in the sense that I feel like you know China is on because if we lose the US and development and all of these things as the idea that the US it's, is it's not, thinking, yeah, it's not it's not consistent because China has developed fairly differently. Now the U- the US arguments would be that. Um, like they need to like china needs to do proper democracy or do proper whatever it is that u.s is doing to get to where the u.s is but the question is that is that really what everyone should be aspiring to we don't really know right and history is a very funny thing um it's just a very funny thing and we tend to try to use history to predict too many things but we're not realizing there's not really history that's telling things it's human behavior right um and so it's like how do you understand mm, human Say that behavior? again. Say that
0: again. Say that again, because that's very powerful.
1: Yeah. So we try we tend to try to use history to predict events and, you know, understand the future. But it's not really history that is the thing we should be studying. Like it's human behavior because what produces the history. It's humans doing things that give you Word. the data points Word. to start to do stuff. So
2: Word.
0: I think that's
3: you, I think that's the biggest point today that's been mm-hmm. raised. Honestly, mm-hmm. I kid you not because I have
0: like three friends now who have read different books at different mm. times, at different locations. Mm. And the books have been books about history In different mm. context, whether it's about tech, whether it's about BC, before Christ, whatever it is. Mm. And it's come up with different parts of my life where they've said, I read this book and I
3: realized that actually what's happening then <laughs> is what's happened now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And there is no big difference. Mm. So, yeah, it's a good question. Is
0: it, is it a function of history or is it just human behavior? And if it's mm. human behavior, maybe, may maybe, a good point to end the podcast. Mm. Maybe, wherever you are on the um, timeline, of-, <laughs> timeline of, of this spotlight, maybe that's a good thing. Because mm. it means that we're all just trying to figure out a way to be humans. Mm. And it means that if you're human in the way you can think, you can be human and it's working for you, go for it. Right. If you're trying to be human and you think that things are distorting your worldview, things are distorting what you think should be right or wrong, well, if it's not affecting your own local practice, if it's not affecting what you consider to be your close-knit family, which is the fundamental of society, then yeah. maybe take some humility and be more patient.
2: Mm.
0: Right. If you're, in, if you're in a position of influence and you feel like you have to bestow some, some assumptions or bestow some thoughts on people that you're influencing, mm.
2: then
0: maybe be more upfront with them and tell them, look, I'm also trying to understand this thing and I'm not sure I understand it to the fullest. So let's just, here's, here's, here's where I know and here's where I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. yeah, But in the yeah. end, as you just said, human behavior, this, is, this, has, been, this has been repetitive across centuries. We're mm. not alive enough I mean, when I live regularly to, to know, <laughs> to know what, how it yeah. looked like 2000 years ago <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's such a weird phrase <laughs> but it makes sense it makes sense and you know for I like to always you know add this elements to the things to talk about which is um, it's just how I make my faith real to myself in the sense that I think a lot of times the Pharisees always try to get like Jesus to dissect very I he like People call them trivial issues, but just to dive into very nitty-gritty, all of those things. And Jesus in his responses a lot of time will always like take this 5,000, 10,000 feet view on everything. That might seem simplistic, but I think the idea is that these granular details that you're trying to hassle over, should the person kneel down when they do this or should da-da-da-da-da, like this granular thing you're talking about, that's not what the issue is. Let's scale it up and find out what is driving it you diverse you you know talking about you know when someone slaps me should I tell my other chick and all those things it's not a action of okay what are you are you defending is this self defense why are you in a fight you understand it's it's an anger issue you understand and so like so for me I don't know this this is how me I process life just realizing that what you see is not what it really is and a lot of times this slowing down thing of just extrapolating further away and what extra place it might lead to is you being confused. And that's fine because that means you kind of like, no, you're not supposed to say anything, at least with any kind of confidence. Like I enjoy I enjoy looking at things and realizing that, okay, this is very muddied. And maybe the final thing I'll say is that this idea of globalization, I think that's where another problem is. Yep. That It's good that we're all connected in the world, but we still need our small spaces. We still need our small spaces because this conversation you and I have, and although yes, we're going to put this publicly or anything, but everybody that is going to listen to it is still going to listen to it on a one-to-one level. Yep. So you're still kind of like in our small space. But I feel like when you feel like everything you want to say has to be said to a crowd, has to be said out there, it's, it's not. It's, be, it's not natural. It's not. It really isn't. It's and not natural. I think the only like again I'll insert my faith here like at the end of the world and you know that's when everybody will be one people that's the that's the goal but we're not going to be one people on this side in the way that the world is trying to do it so there's a different pathway to become one people but if you try to do it the wrong way you end up with all these like weird situations that's kind of like what I'm processing right now but anyways I'll interesting I will listen back to this because. Sometimes I feel like I'm a vessel that's just speaking things that are not necessarily residents in my head, but <laughs> you know, just channeling whatever is being channeled at the moment. But anyways, this was fun.
0: Yes, and um I really hope it did half the job I hoped it would do this episode. Um, but that's just just giving some comfort to anybody who might be thinking how to navigate in this um spotlight and against the spotlight because it's inescapable um but it also manifests itself in your own daily daily interaction with people whether online or in in person so yeah you can't just ignore it um but yeah it's been a good first start to the season um I expect more or less like this not sure what to say guys um but yeah we're really glad to be back for um and that season and looking forward to hearing everyone's feedback on this episode um as I always say as we always say for well, me and you try, I try I try to be even though I don't tr- do the best job all the time I try to show how these questions we have are from a very humble space in the sense that this is how me and you were talking even this is how me and you were talking about lunch one day even outside the podcast <laughs> I said was so <laughs> so it's it's not it's not we don't we don't do this in a way where we work this is just this is just a daily thing or a weekly thing for me and Toby, Toby and I, so, mm-hmm. and we hope that you know, as we always say, we try and to create this canvas where we sense make with everybody, and yeah. we put ourselves on the line, and we hope that you guys are doing the same as listen to this as well. And with yeah. that, with, with that, it comes the more pleasurable when we get some feedback and just hear what you have to think, but also channel channel with people around you and talk about how you're navigating this as well. That would yeah. that would be nice to um, see. But again, the key message today, as you said, Toby, is um, human behavior. Human behavior is a thing. That is constant, that doesn't change in time. Nothing, nothing like the sun is new. And I think what that means is we should take solace in that and be more peaceful, patient, and more humble. But what we know, what we want to, and how we want to act, and what we want to display to the world. Um, and I think that's where, that's where the joy comes, I guess, or joy or lack of sadness, in essence. Yeah
1: Alright, guys um another season one down nine to go um we'll catch you guys next week have a good one
0: goodbye everybody take it easy and now a personal note to you our listeners to you listening right now thank you for listening to this episode of the lop podcast now we know that in our culture of 30 second content and quick sound bites it makes it really hard to pay attention to longer form Discussions. So, regardless of what brought you here, we are grateful for your time. Do give us a five-star rating and review if you like this episode. Also, be sure to continue the conversation with your friends, your family, and your colleagues. Another way to support us is by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening right now. We release new episodes every Monday, but don't forget to follow us at the Yellow Peel Pod on Instagram and at Yellow Peel underscore Pod on Twitter to stay in touch with us during the week. Once again folks, thank you for taking Yellow P with us today. I'm your co-host Wally as always. And right next to me is Toby. And we both wish you the very best in the coming weeks. Till next time, peace and love people. Peace and love.